He's not talking about the life of faith in some sterile environment, but in the midst of the stories of this community. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Joanne Jennings, Director of Black Church Studies, and Bill Gettler, Associate Dean for Ministerial and Social Leadership and Lecturer in Parish Leadership and Church Administration. They're discussing 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13, which is appointed for the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, proper 26, in year A. The text is read for you by Natalie Owens-Pike. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. As you know, we dealt with each one of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you, believers. So while the passage we've invited to look at today begins with verse 9, I want us to just think back to the seventh verse of this particular passage, because it creates a picture for us, which I think is a picture that is picked up a little further down in the pericope that has been assigned to us. And that is the sense that Paul describes his work amongst the people that he's been called to serve as a nurse, a nurse who cares for the people as though this is her own child. And later on in the passage that we've been assigned, we hear Paul describing himself as a parent, a parent who also is recognizing that the child's future is very much tied up in some ways with his. And as I think of this as a faith leader, I'm reminded of how important it is for us to have a sense of our co-humanity with the people that we are invited to care for, that while we come along perhaps with the expertise of a nurse, But we come along with the expertise of a nurse thinking that, oh, I have to give this child a shot and feeling the pain that you might feel as a parent when your child gets that first vaccination. Thinking as a a parent who recognizes the tension of wanting to see a child flourish and knowing that the parent has to pull back and can't do the work of the flourishing for the child. It's it's such a delicate tension, but it's a beautiful picture that helps us 
walk amongst the people we care for with a gentleness and a firmness, but a gentleness that sees how their flourishing is so much tied up with the ways in which we care for them. That that attention to the the context in which Paul is speaking is is so important, I think. Paul talks about his own labor in the midst of this community. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about the life of faith in some sterile environment, but in the midst of the stories and the hurt, the struggles and the joys of this community, of faithful people around him in that moment. We work day and night, he says, with each one of you, urging and encouraging you. That That's such a tender and intimate understanding of where where people are residing. And that's the context in which the gospel's proclaimed. And he says to them, and you saw that. So clearly there was some measure of transparency that they were able to to he interface with them in a way where there was some measure of transparency in terms of their relationship. And what I also like about him saying is that, you know, I I worked so that I wouldn't be a burden to you. Mm. And I know usually that is thought of primarily as being a financial burden, but there are other ways I think that as faith leaders, we can be a burden. You know, we want to work so that we are not emotionally a burden to our people. We want to be careful of the way we care for our lives so that we don't sort of use them as a way of taking care of ourselves. We don't want the work we do to sort of be assuage our neediness to be caregivers. And so I think we want to be aware of the fact that we can be a burden to the people we care for if we don't do as he says, work day and night to be sure that we are healthy enough to be able to care for those persons. And that work, that work of um, of the gospel requires requires everything we've got. It requires relationships and passion and deep love, knowing one another, taking one another's stories seriously, encouraging one another along the way. Those are ways of being aware of the burden and of the blessing mm-hmm. of the of a full relationship. It's less a preaching at than a than a preaching with, mm-hmm. a, a, a sharing with. Which which is uh, you know when you think if you've ever been in the hospital, you feel uh, most encouraged when you have a caregiver who you can sense understands what you're going through. You know, you can feel like you, that person is very sterile and, you know, they're they're clearly adequate at doing their job. They make sure you get your medication on time, all of that. But then there's the one that comes and engages with you as a human person and you feel like, oh, they understand me. What a, what a wonderful picture to have as you as if you have an opportunity to be caring for others in a role as a faith leader especially i wonder if that's part of the strength of congregations that ongoing commitment to one another that's that's why we want to be in community and need to be in christian community that ongoing commitment to one another that concern and more than concern that that history with one another definitions of family in a way of a really healthy model of of being in relationship. I certainly think that the congregation gives us 
a great opportunity to redo family if mm. necessary. Uh-huh. It provides the context the for that. that Absolutely. The con- it has the context. It has the capacity for that. And certainly I think this picture that uh, Paul paints about the ways in which he was present with this community is a helpful picture for us, you know, in terms of thinking about ways to both as leaders be healthy and to support the health of those we care for. Thanks for listening. If you haven't been there recently, check out the Yale Bible Study website at yalebiblestudy.org. We're always adding new content and resources there to help you study the Bible in your local context. Again, it's yalebiblestudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer Helena Martin. And our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.